Then they went to consummate the marriage, and guess what happened again? He got his penis bitten off. The girl got another dude had a penis bitten off by the demon. Demon bit the other penis off. Now two dudes have gotten their penis bitten off by the demon living inside the vagina. Okay. You are listening to the Dude Nature Podcast. everyone welcome to the dude nature podcast we're back 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 we are back we know you missed us we're back in the reactor so back okay we're so back we made a car we made a car a smelly reactor we got 10 hours we got an episode episode today because we're back baby guys we have three new five-star reviews one from humanities one from friday like friday but with k and one from our absolute man mikey b might be. We love you. I know you are. Listen to the pod at work on the grind, the race to the bottom, and we love and appreciate him, and we love and appreciate all the help we get, guys. To give us a five star review, go to iTunes. If you're on your iPhone right now, just hit that five stars on the iPhone. It all counts. It all help. helps keep the podcast going, so we get more people to discover the pod. And yada 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 yada. Noah, mm-hmm. it's time for the gripes. What are these gripes? These are the gripes where we gripe to each other for 30 seconds each about something mildly irritating to us. Go ahead. Mildly slash very. Slash very. Okay, I had another one, but because of recent events that won't be named, uh, this is this is my gripe. If you make a meeting with someone in a in a business sense, okay, you make like a time to, sh- to show up in like, you know, like a, maybe a sales rep or someone and you don't show up, that, that's my gripe. If you make a meeting with a business sense, you got to show up to the meeting or you got to tell someone that you're going to be late. It literally drives me crazy. Basically, when you make a meeting with someone in a business sense, I feel like it's like tattooed on your skin. <coughs> you know, it's like 12 o'clock, 12 o'clock show up. It's a tattoo basically for me. And when someone doesn't show up, I literally lose my mind. Adam, self-help motivational books. The first 100 <laughs> pages about them. Okay. In this book I'm reading, the book is called Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins, who's an amazing individual. I'm not saying he's not an amazing person because he is an amazing person. The first 100 pages are about his horrible, nightmare, abusive childhood. Jesus. So I thought I was going to get to the meat where he basically becomes like, you know, he becomes a superhuman. But instead, I got a, it was 100 pages of like child abuse and like terrible school system and just dropping out and racism. And it was just 100 pages of just a brutal brutal first 20 years of his life and then i went to bed <laughs> so how are your dreams it's just you know so wh- i don't know if it needs i like it's a terrible childhood i'm not saying that it was good but in a lot of these books can we just make the first like we have beginnings that don't suck right yeah so the beginnings don't, don't that's suck that's the point move the 100 pages down to 25 and then get us to the meat so what yeah like so why you not would have, you would like to have less and then get to the meat well that's something that you know i lived in indiana everyone was extremely racist i had a terribly abusive father give it give it 25 and now i'm 20 and now i'm 20 years old and i'm joining the navy yeah and, and we're off and that's kind of the same with edward snowden book honestly just give me like 20 pages on your history yeah the snowden's bad with that too yeah really bad Back, we are back. We are back. Noah. Yeah. It's time for us to play a little game. Let's do it. Time for the game time. I'm turning on ice and microphone. Game time. Where can you find these three festivals? Okay. First one is the unmasking, and that is 10 days of feasting and revelry 
where participants wear elaborate masks and it ends when a massive statue guarding the city is made to roar. Wait to the end to guess them. The second one is the Festival of the Mother. It's a religious holiday dedicated to the mother, an aspect of the main deity that people worship. And okay, number, mass festival, mother, mother the unmasking. Festival. Number two is the festival of the mother. Okay. And number three is and number three is Hobbit Day, September twenty second, the birthday of Bilbo Baggins. Celebrates with feasts and parties and fireworks, and specifically not wearing shoes. Okay, unmasking, mother, Hobbit. Okay, so okay. there I'm are. Gonna, yeah, sorry. I was gonna go with like somewhere in Asia with the unmasking and the mother, but then now you said Hobbit, so I'm gonna go to New Zealand. Because Lord of the Rings. Wait, no, sh- shut up. Actually, wait, keep going. Just, that, that's my guess. Just go. The unmasking and the festival of the mother They're all, yeah. are from a little book called Game of Thrones. You ever heard of it? Fuck. Okay. <laughs> and the Hobbit Day is from what? Hobbit, Hobbit Day is from Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. That that's was right. good. I like that the, you picked books. The opening of Lord of uh, the Fellowship of the Ring, where it's Bilbo's birthday and they blow smoke. They're smoking the herb that makes the Hobbit's mind slow. Him and Gandalf on the on the hill. Yeah, September twenty oh second. Shire looks so dope. Shire, looks so cool. honestly, Shire looks like Marin County a little bit. So Noah, so fucking nice. Speaking of festivals, what's our topic? Did they today? get the coronavirus in the in the Shire? I sure, hope not. Okay. Anyway, hey, our topic our topic today is weird holidays and celebrations. Okay, I'm very pumped, very pumped for this episode. So the overview is that Adam and I basically, we both have three different celebrations that we're gonna we're gonna tell you guys. So a total of six. I'm really excited for mine. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six. We're gonna switch off. I'm gonna do one. Adam's gonna do one, and vice versa. No, not vice versa, and etc. Vice versa, vice versa. So Adam, beginnings that don't Kitty suck. Corner. As we talked about, chat. yeah, beginnings that don't suck. Where we try and make a beginning that doesn't suck. Right. We try unlike to do Edward that Snowden here. book. Unlike can't, can't hurt, hurt me. me book. Yeah, David Goggins. Great. You guy. got sixty seconds. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Festivals and celebrations are critical to our enjoyment of life on this planet, Noah. They break up the monotony of everyday life. It solidifies social bonds, and they keep ethnic groups the Jewish people, in touch with their cultures and identities, and we use them to ward off the winter months and to celebrate the bounty and the joy of summer and the harvest. And it's always amazing to look forward and look back on a wild celebration, a bacchanal, as you will. Since we are in the middle of the holiday season, Noah, just after Thanksgiving here, we looked around the globe for some of the most unique festivals that we would love to take part in. And there was some truly genius debauching going on out there in the wild world. And so Noah, what is our theme? Our theme is. Our theme is connect us to the past. Okay. Whoa. A lot of these festivals have been going on for forever, for a very long time. And what they do is they bring people together. They connect the people in towns, cities to their history. And they're awesome. And we miss them. Adam. Window to the past. Window to the past. Yeah. Adam. Give us our first celebration. Or holiday. Speaking of a window to the past, let's talk about the South Korean water gun festival. Yeah, baby. Okay, so what is it? It is a giant water gun fight in the center of of Seoul, South Korea. It's a mostly college student dominated section called the Sinchon District. There are three major college campuses located in this part of the city. Hands raised. Yes. I don't know why, but I'm going to say it because I'm thinking it in my brain. Sure. Yeah, go and, ahead. And this is a brain, you know. Is a brain. Is there something sexual with it? Absolutely. We're going to get to the sexual part. Great. (laughs) 
Okay. Do you that like a, do you like a sexual? You, you said water gun fight. Yeah. What's sexual about a water gun? I don't know, water, water, wetness, you know, the lubrication, wet, wetness, squirting, lubrication, squirting, ejaculation. Yeah. Um, do you like a sexual holiday? Is that your preferred holiday? I like a sexual holiday a lot. We don't have a lot of sexual holidays. Well, it's in the like US. A, I like a celebration of sex. What's an American sexual holiday? An American. That's such a good one. An American like a sex. Oh, oh. I kind of have two actually. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, beta breakers. That's not a sexual holiday. Okay, not a sexual holiday, but you, there's a lot of nudity. You're talking about gay pride parade. No, I guess yeah. Or are gay- they morphed into the same celebration? No, 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 no. no. I'm not talking about both. I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm distinctly separating them. I was gonna go gay pride next. Can I explain beta breakers? Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Beta breakers. A lot of people. They're partying. They're naked. They're running around San Francisco. I feel like it's sexually charged. I actually, kind of feel like holidays. They are sexual. Celebrations are. There's debauch. Se- there's sexual. There's, there's a debauch. lot of debauch. There's a lot of debauching. I feel like the horniness of the general population that has these festivals is up high. There's a lot of sex going on when they get home. The South Korean Water Festival. Okay. Water Gun Festival. It started on the campus of Yonsei University. And from the local newspaper correspondent who recently attended in 2019, in quotes, I exited Sinchon Station's Exit 3 and walked straight into the center of the battlefield. I found it easily as all the vendors in the underground shopping area were selling water guns. Participation is simple. If someone shoots you with a water gun around Sinchon, shoot back. Don't forget, this festival is the only place where you can legally shoot each other, be it your friend or a stranger. This sounds great. So you can you can get whatever water gun you want and just blast someone. We're, there's going to be more on the guns in a second. You can buy gun packages. The festival, so like some pistols and stuff. The festival itself sells four different guns with packages and levels of power, <laughs> and you you're encouraged to bring your own water gun. Who People, would not want to get the most powerful one? People, you know, some people just show up. They just, they're lazy, lazy Sunday. People. Do you remember in camp when there was water gun festivals and some dude would always show up with like the Soccer like camp, the hundred dollar water gun and we, me and you would have our little like tiny I, ones. I remember being so small that that gun would knock me over straight up. That was at the peak. Uh, yeah. That was probably at the peak of water guns where like before, before smartphones when people were like forced to do things with each other that were fun. Yeah. yeah. have a bigger water gun. I feel, I feel like water guns, have, peak, water peak fights water have gun. gone down in general. Okay. So why does this festival happen? It's because it's really hot outside, Noah. The average temperature in Seoul in July is 85 degrees, and it's extremely humid. And it also brings in a fuck ton of tourism to the local businesses, as we'll talk about in a second. This celebration, one of the things that stand out to me is that it is very Asian, while at the same time being extremely Western. So what does that mean? What does that mean? If you look at videos of the festival, it looks like an average kind of music festival, like a Coachella kind of situation. Oh, no. Like a Bonnaroo, kind of a Coachella situation, where like... There's Dry like humping. young, yeah, there's 20, you know, teens. Dry humping. They're up and down. There's like a big DJ booth. It's like, boo. And there's like flames going out of the DJ Talk booth. About sexually charged. And they're like shooting everyone with water and stuff. And there's like young people like, yeah, and like, and shit like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sounds like a great time. So at the moment, last year, honestly. the DJ booth was in the shape of a transformer. So now we're kind of getting into the more Asian, like kind of video game culture. Okay. What's interesting to me is that at least when I was in Asia, Video game culture is more of popular culture there. Like there in Vietnam, like this. in really Vietnam, like this. there are um, shops where you go in and there's just row to row of PS4s and people are just gaming in the shop. Like it's that's what you do. So you don't find that here at all. So video games are more infused into what it's not as stigmatized. So in, instead of like here, this subculture of, of weird nerds, there's still a bit of like, I'm like a dude in, with a hood up in my cave here. Of video right. games. I'm like, a dude just isn't hood there. up in my cave eating Cheetos. It kind of isn't there. Okay. In my mom's basement. So, okay. Transformers, maybe not a video game, but the DJ booth was a shape of Transformers. Shot flames out of the top. Dumped gallons of water on people. Uh, really cool. Like, in the stores lined across the boulevard where they're having the celebration. 
like at an electronic store, people just have a, a trash bag full of water and they're just dumping it on people that come past. <laughs> um, so people, people are dressed in costumes like music festivals, but instead of girls like at Coachella appropriating Native American kind of garb, which is a phenomenon that I don't understand and I'm not qualified to talk about <laughs> Uh, like at Coachella, they are dressed in like Miyazaki clothes. Like think of like Spirited Away. I'm Prince, sexy Pocahontas. Yeah, sexy. No, sexy no they're not sexy. That's no, I know, but that's Western Coachella. I, I, yeah. like, I look up, I put a feather in my hair. I'm yeah. Indian. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so they're dressed up like, you know, the Spirited Away character that eats everyone? Yes. Like he's a he's everywhere. Explain, all, explain that character. There's a character in Spirited Away that's like this troubled spirit who is like gorgeous on... What's Spirited Away? Spirited Away is a Miyazaki movie. Who is Miyazaki? He's a Japanese animator that yep. makes famous movies if you haven't seen one of his movies yet Howl's Moving Castle Spirited Away Princess Mononoke you should definitely see one what's your favorite Princess Mononoke okay so people are dressed up as his characters okay crazy fact about Miyazaki I just like to point out Jewish people on this podcast and also men that are short Miyazaki is 5'4 yeah my dog very short what's up okay Uh, come to the reactor Miyazaki there's a whole gang of people with small scorecans dressed as that kind of devil spirit so instead of people dressed like the Lakers, like at Coachella, where they got Lakers jerseys and stuff like that, but like broing out, like people, are dressed as, people are dressed as like Mario and Luigi and Final Fantasy characters, Very like with giant swords. It's a really cool Wait, to watch really, a video of this. So in Asia, it's kind of cool to dress up like a video game character. Yeah. And then in Western culture, you just like, you're just a sexy Indian. Right. Where if you dress up as a video game character here, it's kind of like you're, it's kind of more nerdy. Yeah. You're weird. It's just seem more nerdy. Um, Right, so blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Um, honestly, if I was between the ages of 18 and 22, if I was between the ages of 12, of 12 and 22, I think I'd be camping out in the street for three days. Just to get in there? Just in anticipation of this awesome festival. I totally would. I'd be in the middle of the festival. I totally would. Maybe like you get to age 23, like to 26, you'd still be in the mix of the DJ well, booth. You'd be having a good time with the DJ. Like it's a single time. It looks very single. It's a single time. But there are families there. They have like family events for kids. I think bringing your kids there would be great. But you know, like bring your kids to Coachella, right? No one's going to, you know. No, well, you bring them to the certain sections, right? Right, right. You don't go into the sex pit. Uh, 28 to 30, 30 years old now. I think that I would be leaving town, Airbnb being my apartment, and just leave, being anywhere but the Water Gun Festival. Right. If you live <laughs> yeah. there. But I think that right. was kind of like, like, it's funny with festivals, like South by Southwest. Yeah. It's like this big thing. People really want to go to it. I mean, so living in Austin or South by Southwest is hell. It's hell on earth. It is absolute hell. It's fucking Everyone hell is, on earth. I think that is a, a part of festivals pretty much everywhere. But that, okay. So that, um, the tourism, basically tourism clashing with the tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a more recent thing. Yeah. The tourism, because a lot of these festivals have been going on for forever. And only in the last, like, 20 years does the outside world even know about them and shows up. Right. So the tourism for a lot of these, because now people are like, oh, it's just a tourism thing. But it's like only in the last 20 years of this festival has there been tourism. Okay. So exactly on that point, I think it's interesting with these festivals. They start out as small things. So now we're, we are on the eighth iteration of the Watergun Festival. It's a modern festival. Some of the other ones we've been t- we're going to be talking about have been going on for hundreds of years. Thousands, maybe even. This has just started. So it's the eighth iteration. The first couple of iterations were just on the college campuses. And then what you see in some of these festivals is that the corporations kind of descend upon this cool event and they blow it up into something bigger than it was before or ever God meant to be. Damn it. Yeah. So if you think about like, I think of things like UC Davis, like picnic day, where it's kind of just like a cool day to hang out. 
but it actually what it turns into is like a tchotchke fair right where there's just puns of tchotchkes you know and like corn on a cob and like fried pickle and like shit like that the descend of like monetary shit to these things is interesting right um how, how would it out can i think i think it's a good point what edward snowden says about this what does he say yeah were you you're you, pulling in edward again to the podcast well, I, this is the book I'm reading in the moment. Go ahead. He says that basically the internet, the internet used to be a free spot. Okay, right in the internet's creation, like in the early 90s, it used to be no corporations in it. It was just like, it was a utopia of like free thought. And then what corporations figured out is that they wanted to essentially insert themselves into the process of you connecting with others in the internet. Yeah. And that was basically the takeover of data. He says yeah. it really well in his book. For, okay, so for example, in the Water Gun Festival, I agree with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, the Transformer, the Transformer movies, obviously, have some sort of investment in that, that the DJ booth is. Also, there's a giant Sprite booth where there's, like, Korean models. Yeah, I was shooting my eyes, so I'm not shooting getting on the mic for there's, the listener. There's, like, there's, there's models that people know about that you can squirt and take pictures with. You can squirt them with a squirt gun and, like, take a picture with them. Oh, God. Also, Korea, it's very, it's very modern. People are dressed very modernly. It isn't very as conservative as right. I would think. Well, I have more experience in like Southeast Asia. Do you know yeah. that a lot of South Koreans went to Trinity Pauling? Really? Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of Southeast Asians? A lot of South Koreans. South Koreans. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that funny? That is cool. That, Trinity Pauling is my boarding school. We have, um, a lot, we have a large South Korean population. Seems seems really cool. I would love to go for the Water Can, Gun Festival. I have a couple, I have a couple questions about sure. the Water Gun Festival. Go ahead. Number one. So they rope off an area for it, right? There's like a certain area it's in the, the city. It's the college district, yeah. Do you have to pay a ticket to get in or can you just get in? Right. So you have to have a wristband. Oh, and now, fucking now wristband. the wristbands come with a gun package. So you can get a wristband. You can get a locker. And you can get a gun package. Do you have to get a wristband in a, in a in You have a to get a wristband to go into like the festival area. But you know, outside there's like people selling stuff. There's like trinket vendors and stuff like that. But the main area with like the music and stuff, you have to have a wristband. So you go into the main area and there's music and shit, but you can just spray anyone you want. Let me tell you about the gun packages offered. With the this tickets. sounds like a great time. Oh, it sounds like an amazing time. Yeah. The WP071. It lacks power distance and the amount of water it can hold, but it's the cheapest gun package for $10. Moving up that. to $15. We got the WP072. Okay. This one comes with a jetpack that looks like the space shuttle that is full of water that you put on your back and you strap its hose to the gun. So you've oh got like God. way more carrying capacity. So you have a ton of ammo. But it doesn't shoot as far or as powerful. That one's $15. $19, the WP073 just shoots extremely far. It just shoots really, really. You can shoot across the festival basically with it. So the te- and then the, the technology of water gun has gone has gone way up. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they're mass producing these for the festival. They're branded with the festival too. It's cool, like a cool keepsake. Uh, WP074 has maxed out power, and they have they have a graphic with all these guns on it with like little video game, um, basically like RPG level things for the power, the distance, and the amount. Oh, that's specifying really... how hardcore they are. Yeah. So this one is maxed out power, maxed out distance, and maxed out amount. It's a giant red squirt gun. That is a $25 ticket. And that's what that gets you. If you were, if I was a single dude going to the festival, yeah. you know, I, wouldn't you want to buy like a really big, like a really big cool gun yeah. to like, to, to like, you know, to get some attention. Right. Right. You got right. the really big gun. You squirt, you squirt the girls with the gun. Right. You're trying to draw, just draw but, attention, positive yeah. attention. Well, there's all these videos of like, like you know, American bros that are just like having the fucking, I mean, literally having the time of their life. Um, it's, it looks really awesome. Everyone's super happy. Um, everyone's wet and jumping up and down. Sounds like a 
jolly old time, honestly. Speaking of wet and jumping up and down, just before we move on, I just want to say that if this isn't the greatest festival to attend with a large bag of Molly, I don't know what Holy is. Holy shit. I don't know what is. They have DJs with flashing lights, lots of attractive young people of age, okay? Water guns, dancing. Where was this? this? Where I mean, was this when I was, in co- when I was in college? Am I right? I am I right? Fucking damn, that sounds like a time. Am I right that this sounds like the so greatest time? you take time. some Molly, you squirt other attractive people with water guns, you'd run around and you listen to music. I mean, I mean, is I mean, could you could you potentially have a bad time? No, I don't think so. No, I like how you called yourself attractive. You see what I did there? So transit, I said other. I said other. Property. I said others. Yeah. So it looks like the greatest Molly time in the well, world. It also goes through the night. In the night, there's like flames and stuff, and you're still squirting, and it's hot, and like fucking. What would awesome. be your strategy to making sure that you get attention from women at the watering festival? You mean if I was 25 and single, that's right, five that's years right. ago, that's right. I, I have a strategy. Yeah. What would be your strategy? Uh what would be my strategy? Yeah, what would be your strategy? Just just dress up like a crazy Miyazaki character with a giant squirt gun. Right, that would be exactly mine. How, why is it that yeah, I wouldn't, but I'm just saying, I wouldn't just show up, right? I have a plan. No, you I have, have the biggest, you I have, have the, the three big biggest things. costume. Biggest costume, biggest gun, biggest bag of Molly. There you go. You there we go. Biggest costume. <laughs> that, that is how you get some at the Water Gun Festival. Noah? Yes. Tell us about your first festival. Okay, my first festival. Yeah. Um... I do wish I could go to this one too. We're gonna we're gonna go a little bit more historic for this one, Adam. Good. So we went modern. We went very we modern were in Asia. And sex, modern Asia. Modern sex. Where are we going now? Okay. Right now we're gonna go to ancient Spain. Oh. Hello. Okay. In a okay. very very old festival. Wow. Okay, sex. We're gonna sexy. chain. We're, we're just going from sexual waters lubricated festival. Yeah, and we're gonna change scene to the ancient world. Okay. Okay. Let me set the scene, scene for you. Okay. You you're living in a small little town in Spain. Okay. You just had a new baby, okay? We know a lot of new parents out there. Shout out, okay? Becca, Monica, and Buck, okay? You just had a new baby. You want to protect that new baby at all costs, but you live in the you live in the town of Castrillo de Murcia in Spain. Adam, correct my Spanish. It's probably terrible, okay? And you're asked to volunteer your baby for El, El Salto del Colacho. Oh, man. Otherwise, oh, that pronunciation is rough. Yeah, it is, but it's otherwise known as the Devil's Jump, okay? So what is the Devil's Jump? Okay, the devil's jump is a celebration where a man dressed as a devil runs around and then jumps over your newborn baby, and it happens in this small little town. Wow. Okay, it's a week. It's a week long festival, which culminates on the final Sunday when the man dressed like a devil. So he's in like a yellow and red suit, sometimes with like a little tail. Yeah. He runs through the town with a whip and he terrorizes the locals and they insult him. Really? Yeah. And these Spanish towns look so cool. Is it in every Spanish town or just this one? Just this one. one. Okay. Just this one. So the Spanish town, it's like the little the beautiful little houses. Yeah. The cobbled street winding in it. It's this beautiful little town. Then there's a devil running around, there's crowds of people on, on either side, and they're yelling at him. At the end of the day, after he runs around with his whip terrorizing the local townsfolk, all the babies that were born that year in the town of Castrillo de Murcia are placed on mattresses outside their houses in the cobbled streets. They put the, the baby on a mattress? They put the baby on a mattress. So take your mattress. Yeah, put the baby pu- on it. Put the put the baby on it. Are they there? Are they like near the baby? So the parents are are by the sides of the mattresses, like keeping their baby down, right? Because the dude, the devil's about to jump over the baby. Mm-hmm. The cool thing about this too is that a lot of people lay their mattresses out vertically, not horizontally. So the devil has to jump vertic- vertically across the mattress. 
And a lot of times there's like two or three babies per mattress. How is athletic is this devil? Okay. Well, I, I watched a lot of videos of, Who, of how the, does devil the devil jumping. How does the devil get chosen? So basically in the street, there'll be like a four or five mattresses. Yeah. And the devil will go like jump over one, jump over another, jump over another. And the crowd's like cheering him on. Okay. I watched a lot of videos of the devil, Adam. Yep. An athletic devil. Diablo. El Diablo. There's usually a couple de a couple devils jumping over at once. An athletic devil can make the vertical jump. Oh, across the whole mattress? Across the whole mattress. Those devils that are not as athletic, they like jump over to the side. I see. They like dip out. They, they puss it. It does they look puss it, out. It, it doesn't really matter. It does look really scary. Oh, as the devil so jumps over ask someone's you, like, baby. Do you do you think that you have the cojones to yeah. be the devil? I jump over someone's baby. Show me the baby. Would you do a vertical mattress? No, 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 I wouldn't. Some do of that. the vertical mattresses are long. Why do you need to do a vertical mattress? To, to so the re, the whole reason for the ceremony, yeah, is that the de when the devil jumps over your baby, it's cleaning, it's cleansing your baby of original sin. And that's why, what, and that's why what, this is done. What is the original sin again? Is that like the sin we were all born with? Good question. So this actually brings me to to a point. Yeah, Pope Benedict, who was the pope from 2005 to 2013. He hated this ritual. Oh. Because original sin is usually gotten rid of through a baptism. Oh. Except if you live in this town. What is original sin, though? Is that is that the Christian sin? I'm, I'm just assuming. I'm assuming it's the sin we're born with because of, like, Jesus. Like, we, we did something bad. It's a good question. Christians who are listening to this, probably the majority of you, please let us know they how definitely wrong know. here. It's a good question. I'm not totally sure what it is. But it's a thing you're born with. It's a thing you're, you're born, born with. sinned. It's a thing you're born with. Okay. So you're born a sinner. You're born a sinner. Okay. Most villages get rid of the sin, sin through a baptism, right? Mm -hmm. But this village is, village gets rid of it through someone a man dressed up as his devil jumping <laughs> jumping over jumping over the baby. Yeah, it's baller. Yep. So Pope Benedict he wants to put us he wanted to put a stop to it. Uh huh. Because okay. basically it goes against baptism and traditions. Because it's basically saying that baptiz baptisms don't matter. What matters is a man dressed as a devil jumping. They're over saying fuck babies. baptism. We like our devil jumping over our babies. Okay. And what happened? So it's still going, and it's not going to stop. Do you know when this? Awesome. Do you know when this first started? No, when? When? The 1600s. Shit! It's an this ancient is, one. In this village, it's been going on every year since the 1600s. What happens during the festival? Anything else besides baby jumping? Instead of six days, it's it's a week. It's a whole week. Is it one of these Lent Lent kind of festivals, like right before Lent, that it happens, or no? That's not associated with Lent. Good question. Okay. Not totally to sure. It's a week, but on the last day is when the devil comes out, jumps over the babies on the mattresses. Okay. Couple things about Spain too. Do people if do people wear hats in Spain? It looks really hot, and no one is wearing a hat. A gaucho is I a Spanish farmer. UC Santa Barbara. I don't think hats are are a thing there. Like ball or caps. Cowboy. No one has a ball cap on. What is everyone wearing? For so hats? there's like whole villages of people in the sun with no one has a hat on, and also everyone. Interestingly enough, they're dressed super formally. Well, yeah, super super formal. Right. I got that. I don't you know why. You think that you would be a baby jumper? Yeah, I could do it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd be scared. What if you take off wrong? I have a bad knee. What if I, I jump on that bad knee? Does, has any baby the ever knee goes died? out. Has anybody baby ever died? I looked it up. Supposedly, nothing bad has ever happened mm -hmm. in modern history. But again, this has been going on for 420 years. This has been going on 420 times, so I'm sure something some, happened. There some, were some unathletic jumpers. There's some let me dude listening to this in therapy. It's just like ever since that devil landed on me, I've had to. I've been scared yeah, I know. Of walking. There were some unathletic baby jumpers that looked like they were barely going to make it over. How do they it pick the really devil? Scary. How do you pick the devil? So the the people that put it on, 
are called the Catholic Brotherhood of the Sacred Sacrament of Minerva. Uh-huh. I guess Naturally. it's like a local chapter of that town. Yeah. And they're the ones that uh, are the devils usually. They elect the devil. Yeah. So it's an but it's it's gotta be sort of an athlete. I like what, what kind of shoes? What okay. shoes are they wearing? What Air Jordans? Oh yeah. So there's awesome pictures of like this traditional devil outfit, but then like right, like Air Jordans on or like the the newest New Balance on, so they get the most lift. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh I would be afraid of my knee going out and then landing on a baby and killing it. Yeah, I agree. Don't think I'd do the baby jumper. Adam. Yep. What's your next celebration? So a little zig. Instead of going to the celebration, we're going to talk quickly about why we have festivals, why it's so important to do these crazy things around the globe and why they pop up through cultures and over time. And I really loved researching this, and I know you did too, because it's a very happy topic. Such a happy topic. You know, in general, festivals are really cool. They're really fun. You get together with family and friends to party, basically, most of the time. So what's not fun about that? No, they're awesome. It's a great water, water gun fight. Devil jumping over your baby, cleaning it of sin. Yeah, great subject to talk about. Fun things. Fun things. Um, it's just, yeah, sure. May I also make a point? Yeah. There were some festivals that are like the, like, the bloody, like, I hurt myself festival for, like, some religious reason. Mm-hmm. I definitely skipped those. It's like, there's a lot of pain there. Yeah. There was one in uh, Bolivia that was, like, a fighting festival. I was like, oh, my God. Okay. Right. I mean, there are there are brutal festivals, but you know. Yeah. But anyway, were really cool. Anyway, most of them are cool. There are times social gathering. Okay, so if you learn anything from the past few months, is that we need to be with each other more than ever. So it's an excuse to get together, which decreases depression, loneliness, and anxiety, which, as we know, are absolute killers, and builds community and joy for each other. Okay, so community spirit. Speaking of it, sends a message in society that small issues don't matter, and that we come together when we need to. For community. Also breaks up the monotony of the nine to five. Basically, adults usually going to work Monday through Friday. Kids going to school Monday through Friday. And on the weekend, sometimes all we get to do is repair all the things that turned to chaos or got broken. Maybe it's our health. Maybe it's sleep. Something like that. And the festival gives us a new way to spend our day. And it's also amazing to look forward to something. How often do you look forward to you know Thanksgiving? Yeah, a lot. Okay, or you look forward to, you know, Hanukkah or something like that, or even someone's wedding. You look forward to it for months, and that gives you a sense of joy during the suffering, kind of, and the monotony of everyday life. That's my favorite part about it, is you can see something on the calendar and be so happy that it's going to happen soon. I think we need more of that. We need more cool cool celebrations. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see what celebrations America has come up with recently that are more recent celebrations. Um. Then the last point I have is that it's also cultural. Like for many holidays for Jews, like Sukkot, Purim, and stuff like that, or Diwali, the Indian color celebration, help us connect with our culture and identity and place in the larger world. So there's a lot of ethnic groups that have their own celebrations that remind them of you know their ancestry, where they came from, and important things like that. This devil jump ceremony is probably one of the only times the whole town gets together and does something together. Yeah, no, definitely. So it's like it builds like instead of this separate, it builds this one organism that is the town. And guess what? The town's still there. So it worked. Yeah. I discovered that. So small towns like that usually have the most kind of outrageous festivals, it seems. Oh, interesting. Like, you know, the one in California with the frog jumping? I don't remember the town's name. No. It's in the Sierras. You know, it's the Mark Twain frog jumping festival. They basically, it's a That's festival tight. that you sees, sees which frog can jump the longest. That's and they tight. measure it, and there's also tchotchkes and all this other shit going on. But yeah. it's in a small town. So how much of these festivals are just to generate kind of it generates income for these towns from tourism? Now, now they are. 
now. Right, now they that's are. that's a recent thing. That's a recent thing. Recent thing. But I still, but I think that's important, and I think that's why it's important for these small towns to have them, and why they do. Obviously, maybe back in the day, the Devil Jump brought other people in, brought some trade in, right? Bought some goods in that maybe yeah, weren't there. It stimulates economy though. When everyone's for, for together sure. to buy, sure. they're hungry. They buy food, blah blah blah, stuff like that. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to take a little bit of a musical break, and then afterwards, we're going to do some halftime. Honey, I hope you're excited. Devil Jump, give me your baby. I'll jump over it. Who would you want to hire to jump over your baby? LeBron. LeBron? LeBron the baby jumper. LeBron the baby jumper? If you had to hire one person to jump over your baby, I wouldn't hire LeBron. Probably because he's like 280 pounds. <laughs> I'd hire someone that was like 100 pounds, like a jump really high. No thoughts? How about Muggsy Bobes? You know what I mean? Muggsy Bobes is a baby jumper. Noah. Yeah. It is time for the halftime money. Where I toast and we discuss some related, absurd bit of science news that somehow links back to our episode. Let's do it. I find the story and Noah responds with his immediate thoughts. Yes, I so do. this toast of halftime money. Half-time Noah, money. what are we drinking? We're drinking Jack Daniels honey. We greatest. are drinking the Jack honey. Mm, so good. I want to toast several festivals that are happening this weekend. Two, Let's do it. in fact. One, to the great city of San Antonio, where we used to live. The San Antonio Tamale Festival. No way. For free on the east side of San Antonio. Cheers to that. Still, Still going on, even with COVID. Okay. Good for them. Eat some delicious tamales. Good for them. And wait, don't take it yet. The second one is the annual Alaskan Bald Eagle Festival. So oh it's usually God. over a thousand eagles congregate on this one part of the Chillac River. And photographers guide visitors down the river to get the perfect shot of an eagle like swooping up a salmon. That's so sick. Sadly, today, because the festival was not happening, there are no vendors, no trinkets, no no gathering of anyone because of COVID. There are only 45 eagles. It it seems like, as a biologist noted, they knew that the festival was canceled and they didn't want to show up. Yeah, they fucking knew. And it had nothing to do with climate change. Don't think about that. Sad. So, Jesus. to the San Antonio Tamale Festival and the annual Alaskan Bald Eagle Festival, I give this toast of honey. And we toast. And we toast. And stretch. Lime. And there it is. Here we go. That's going to help my workout later. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. Oh, baby. Oh, 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 oh. You ever done Tony Horton with a little shot of Jack Daniels? We're about to find out <laughs> later what that's like. Hey, my response. Yeah, sure. I just want more festivals. Okay. I think after Corona would be a great time for us to just so start adding some shit. I think each state should just add one. Be like, we like, it's a state mandate yeah. that we have a to add a festival. We have to add some kind of festival this year. Yeah, definitely. I want more festivals. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Any, any other immediate thoughts? That's my thought. I, just, I like the festivals. I, I want to add more. I, I think for after sure Corona, you're gonna, I think after Corona, we should have, there should be legislation that makes people add festivals. That's what I think. I thought for sure you're going to say something about the great city of San Antonio. Well, here's what I have to say about San Antonio. San Antonio, when you rescue a dog, they give you free SeaWorld tickets. And that's enough. That's enough said about San Antonio. There you go. And Noah, on to your next festival. Okay. This festival, Adam, is a, is a show of strength and just a great uh, wife carrying. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to talk about wife carrying. Where did wife carrying originate? Originated in Finland, of course. And it's exactly what you think. Very Finnish. You take your woman... You put her on your back and you carry her over an obstacle course that includes sand, giant pools, mud. It basically looks like a it, it looks like a huge yeah 
That's not hashtag woke. Can the woman carry the man? <laughs> All I, I knew you were, I knew you were going to say that. Let's keep it woke. Yeah. Let me just say that with wife carrying, traditionally, it looks like I, may, I haven't seen the other. I just see the man carrying the woman. Husband carrying? It's a, it's a husband carrying competition. You can have yeah. a husband carrying competition. What if your wife is your can husband? Can I actually tell you something? Yeah. A husband carrying competition. I think if there was a combined wife carrying and husband carrying, I think me and Ashley could do pretty well in a combined. Oh, like combined distance? So like if I had to carry her and then she had to carry me. Because you're, you're the same size. Because we're the same size. Okay. So I think we do pretty well. Okay. So where does this, this goes down in Finland? So basically it originated in Finland. You can think of like a tough mudder, cur- mudder course. Oh, okay. Sand, gravel, giant pools. It looks brutal, honestly. The people that win these competitions, they're incredibly ripped. Okay. Incredibly. And they train. So there's a Lithuanian couple that have won the last two years and it shows their training re- regime. And they're basically running around a track, jumping over, um, like over bars and stuff. Holy shit. It looks insane. So they do train pretty hard for this. They train super fucking hard for it. And they're actually really ripped, the champions of this. Oh, wow. Then there's videos of scrubs just trying it for fun. And it's really funny because they just like, they, go they like, fall on their wife, their wife, they drop their wife and like, it's great. But what are the kinds of couples that win? Is it like a huge dude and tiny girl kind of situation? Like, is it like, okay. is it like game? Is it like uh, the mountain that rides in a tiny woman? It's a really good question. First of all, the woman has to be super strong in her abs. Why? Based on the type of carry that most of them use. What is the carry? So when you're thinking about wife carrying, you think maybe... A often. Fu- you, often do. Yeah. You think of... Some, sometimes I have to show my my fiance my strength. I have to pick her up. Sometimes, you know, every every once in a while. To show him that you can. To show him that I can. Show that I have strength. You know that I'm a man. Okay? Right. So you would think that the main carry people use is the fireman's carry. Yeah, right? That would be the best. A fireman's carry is when you basically put your woman... On your shoulders. Right. Head, so you, yeah, so you basically first. carry them across your shoulders. Uh-huh. Let me just tell you that this is not the carry used by the professionals. Interesting. What's used by the professionals is known as the Estonian carry. Mm. So Finnish people started it, but Estonians perfected it. Well, as I'm going to get into, the only, the only, can you name, there's only four countries that have won the world championships. Yeah. Can you name two of them? Sure. I definitely can. Do it. Germany? Nope. Really? You got you got two more guesses. Iceland. No. More meaty. <laughs> hungry. Just, hungry. Nope. What? Hungry is a good guess. Okay, uh, I'm gonna tell you. More meaty? Yeah. Let me get two more guesses. Meaty. 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 Turkey? Nope. Okay. Alright, fuck it. Uh oh oh. You you took that literal. Yeah. I meant metaphysical kinda. Yeah. So Estonia, mm-hmm. Finland. Latvia. Russia and Lithuania Shit. are the only countries that have won. Wow. Okay. Eastern European. Yeah. So there are two theories. So why this even start? There's two theories to why this start. There was a bandit in the area in the 18th century known as Roscoe Roncanon. Mm-hmm. Adam. Roscoe and his bandits like there's two theories. One theory. Roscoe and his bandits like to visit neighboring towns to steal food. And also what else do they like to steal, Adam? Women. Women. Yeah. They put the woman on their back and they'd run away with them. Okay. The other theory, and the theory most likely, is that Roscoe used to test potential members to his bandit gang by having them carry pigs up hills. Okay. But for whatever reason, after this, wife carrying became a sport in Finland. Became a thing. Mm-hmm. Modern history, since in 1992, the first like modern competition was established in Finland, 
Since then, it's expanded to the UK, America, Australia, and China. Each have their own competition. Each have their own competition. Is there an international? Is there like the the, the main one, the flagship yes, the, one? Yes, the flagship, the one that you need to win to be a real man is the Finland one. Okay, cool. So the strategy for wife carrying, let me get into the Estonian carry. Do yeah. you ever have to carry your woman or you got to carry your husband or whatever? It's not the fireman's carry. I'm going to try and describe this really well. Please. So basically have face each other so the two people face each other mm-hmm. okay then then as traditionally the man puts his head through the woman's legs oh, okay okay so her legs are still um on like over your chest yeah. and your head is just like is through them yes then you lift her up right okay so her then her head drops down between your legs no her head drops down your back to be by your butt and she's just cinching your head with her thighs Right. Okay, but her head is basically in your butthole. It looks like if you took a backpack, okay, and you reversed it. I'm just gonna say it's a reverse sixty nine. It's a reverse sixty nine with the butthole. Wait, is her head just hitting the butt of the man? Her head is hitting the hitting basically just hitting the butt of the man, and she's holding onto your neck with her woman thighs. Okay, so she has to have a strong core. So, so the the yeah the women of the championship couples have ripped abs, super strong thighs, and ripped abs because the dudes are just like they're jumping over shit. There's a lot. There's there's a lot of you know turbulence basically, yeah. and the women are just holding on. Okay. The women are super strong. Where are her her legs are by your neck or by your head? They're clamped onto your to your neck and head. Oh man. Okay. The two legs are clamped clamped onto your neck and head. Most women take their shoes off so because they don't hit the man in the face. Interesting that this is the better carry. This is the way better carry called the Estonian carry. Every champion uses the Estonian carry. It's because she's helping you. With it's the carry. it's because your hands are completely free. Mm. Okay, your hands are completely free to jump over fences, and balance fe- and stuff. In some of the courses, they have fences. Awesome. Okay, how far? Okay, so how far can the winners go? So the way the course works mm-hmm. is that there's usually like three different obstacles in it. So let's say like a sand pit, a fence to jump over, and then a giant pool that you got to get in and out of with the wife on you. Yeah. You go two at a time and you're timed. So let's say that there's like 16 people competing. Mm-hmm. You go two at a time and you're timed. Oh, so it's not distance. It's speed. It's speed. It's power. It's power, power. and speed. Yeah. You're timed. And then the two that have the best time, they compete in the finals. I like that better. Okay. The really cool thing about it too is that the people that have won the world championship, they're always like repeat winners. Oh, cool. So there's skill to it. The, the rules. Okay. Let's talk about the rules. The minimum woman weight is 108 pounds. Oh, yeah. If the woman weighs less than 108 pounds, she can wear a weight belt to get up to 108. Right. Makes sense. If you drop your wife, mm-hmm. as Roscoe, you know, Roscoe couldn't drop the woman when he was running away. If you drop your wife, you're penalized with five seconds added to your time. Besides the fact that you then have to get her up and get her back on and go. Uh-huh. Yeah. Best wife carrying athlete. The Michael Phelps, they say, of wife carrying, mm-hmm. are the Ursons from Estonia. Okay, the Urson couple. They've won a total of seven times. Damn. <laughs> yeah. What happened? To, what happened to the relationship when they didn't win? Was that it? Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> when I was watching videos of the couples that were like bad, just doing it for fun, it looked like the wife carrying slash couple argument. Was there arguments? Was there arguments? I was watching to see if I could get an argument. They always cut before the argument. Damn it! Can you imagine running with your wife and dropping her? What would happen to you? No, that'd be it. That'd be it for. I'd, abs- I'd absolutely get it. Yeah. All right. The Lithuanian couple that I mentioned, the Kirk, the Kirkuskals, have won in 2018 and 2019. Okay. They're the defending champions. What's the weight of the women? 
Is it like 108? Mm, that's a great question. Like right at the minimum? That's a great question. But she has zero fat and like a 15 pack. So does he look like more of a CrossFit athlete or is he more of like okay. a bodybuilder? Really athlete? good question. He looks like a CrossFit athlete and okay. she looks like a jungle warrior. Okay. So, oh, okay. An, she looks like an Amazonian she looks warrior. Like a, she's like a runner, runner body. That's exactly right. She looks like a runner. He looks like a CrossFit a CrossFit dude. And yeah. that's the perfect combination. Okay. Check. And also he's a lot bigger than her. Love it. So here's the really cool thing. The prize and the prize ceremony. When you win, everyone gathers around that, that watches. And there's like, there's tons of people that go to these things. Cause they're really entertaining. Cause people stack all the time. And they're funny. Yeah. Everyone gathers around and you get on your wife gets on a giant seesaw. She sits on one, one end of the seesaw and they fill up the other end with beer until it tips until Wait, the, until the beer is heavier than the wife. This is another activity. No, this is this is the this is the the prize for winning a wife okay, carry. Okay, sorry. Yeah. So, again, you're on your wife's on the seesaw. Yeah, got it. You fill up the other side with beer. Fill up the other side with beer until the beer gets heavier than the wife. And the wife's lifted up. Got it. And the wife's lifted up. Cuz the prize the prize for winning a wife carry is your wife's weight in beer. Awesome. Awesome. And then what does the winner like just chug the beer? He gets his wife's weight in beer. That's he, so much beer. Then, then the winner carries his beer and his woman, and he and he goes home victorious. That is so. It's awesome. honestly fucking awesome. How fucking? I love the wife. How excited I really are wanna, they? I really want to try one. How excited are they after they win? I mean, there's just they're they're closer. I would love to do a wife carrying. I want to so do fun. a wife carry really bad. That would probably be such a fun festival. I think it'd be so fun to just... And so anyone can do it. So like, there's yeah. the champions that actually win, and then there's the idiots like us that just try it, and it's super funny. Because, like, if you're a normal person, you have to jump in a pool with your wife on you and then out. Wait, how? A pool of water? Yeah. Oh, my God. You got to like, all the way up to your, like, to your, like, neck. You got to jump in and then get out with your wife on you. Yeah. It's great stuff, honestly. Great fucking stuff, the wife, Carrie. Yeah. As the, Lith <laughs> as the Lithuanian man of the uh, Kyrgyzstans, the defending champion, said sure. about winning... He said, I always see our contribution to the victory in equal parts 50-50. Because if I didn't have the wife, I wouldn't have the victory. That's fucking damn right. <laughs> that's fucking. <laughs> that's and then awesome. he carried his beer and his woman and he went home. Oh, that's great. <laughs> it's so great. Also, 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 honorable mention for another Finland festival. Yeah. Or celebration. The World Sauna Championships. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay? This ran until 2010. Do you know why it ended? It ended because someone, someone died. died. Someone died. Someone died competing in it. Oh, no. Just drink water. You have to drink water. They're not allowed to. <laughs> so it ended in 2010. Oh my so God. basically, they have to endure 230 degrees sauna. Yeah. Normally, a sauna is like 150 degrees. Right. With, with water being poured on the rocks every 30 seconds. Okay. The so most people could only last like two minutes. Mm -hmm. And five to six minutes is considered a really good time. Yeah. The world record was 16 minutes. But someone stayed in a 230 degree sauna with steam every 30 seconds. Unbelievable. Well, someone died in 2010. So, yeah. We don't have sauna celebration anymore. No, we don't. Adam. Yep. Wife, carry me to your celebration. Okay, I shall. I will carry you over. How do you, think you, how do you think you guys would do? Good. I think we do pretty good. I just have to like not be a fat ass and then we would do a little bit better. I got to work on my legs, honestly, if I, if I was going to do well. I think we do pretty good. I think we could do really well in the combined carry. But I think we could do. I think we could do pretty well because she she could latch on pretty well. But the combined carry is where we'd shine. I would be more interested in making friends with the really good guy and getting some of his beer, and then we could have a jolly old time. 
I I I think once he wins, you share the beer with all. You have a jolly old Go time. Go back to your hut in Estonia. I think it's just a jolly old time all around. Let me tell you about a little festival in Hungary. We're going to move, still in Eastern Europe, over to Hungary. Good festival. Also an ancient Europe. festival. Great festivals in Eastern Europe. So, someone said, someone said, like why, like why do they have good festivals there? Yeah. And he was like, because it's cold for a very long time. So in the summer they want to have fun. Right. So you you need something to do to look. So in the to. summer they're like, we're just gonna we're gonna do some crazy shit. Okay, I'm gonna tell you about a festival called Busu Yaris. Busu Yaris. Busu Yaris. I think the the Busu Yaris. I think I'm saying that right. Probably wrong, but close enough. So it was created by the ethnic minority in Hungary called the Sokchi people. They call themselves Busos. They wear giant sheepskin clothing and horns and scary wooden masks, and they parade up and down the streets, sipping out of penis mugs while also burning a lot of shit. Huh. Yep. So why do they do this? During the 16th century, the Ottoman rule spread over their area of modern-day Hungary, and they were kicked out of the Mohawk village where this takes place. It's literally called Mohawk, not spelled the same way. Okay. Okay, they were kicked out to the swamps. And they were visited by an old man who told them to carve weapons and masks and wait for a stormy night where they would be visited by a knight. So on a stormy night, the knight did arrive and he ordered the people to go back to the town of Mohawk and make as much noise as possible with all their weapons and clothing and masks. And this scared the Ottomans away and they freed the town. Okay. So it's this celebration that that they celebrate today. Making a lot of noise and masks. Making a lot of noise and masks. It is specifically six days before Ash Wednesday is when it takes place. And I didn't know what Ash Wednesday was, okay? Don't judge. You, do you know what Ash Wednesday is? Uh, just because I went to Prozen Border School for four years. Okay. Ash Wednesday is the day that Lent starts. Right. I kind of forgot that. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so some features of this festival. Number one, there are chasing women. The local men wear the masks <laughs> in the wooden masks that are legitimately scary. They're covered in horns and sheepskin. They look like a nightmare from probably a Hungarian children's story. There's an absolute fuck ton of drinking um, from their horns, which they can take off and make into mugs, and also from penis mugs. And they traditionally chase the women around. They playfully chase the women around. And sometimes they capture them. And then they dance with them for a bit, up and down. <laughs> sometimes they take their sheepskin off and dance with them. And then they release them. See, that's the key part there. They chase the women, but then they release playful them. Playful chasing. Playful chasing. And then they release them. Nothing wrong with playful chasing. Okay? Uh, a good wife carry would help in this. Just saying. Absolutely. I'm sure there's a, there's a Venn diagram of people that, that uh, chase women in sheepskin and horns and also I feel carry like if wives. I was a wife carrier, I would then go to this festival. Yeah. Uh, you know, masculinity is still going strong in Estonia and Eastern Europe. Uh, there's no rules basically at this festival. It's basically a huge Hungarian winter party with burning. They burn a lot of stuff. Couldn't find an explanation for the burning. But this is a winter festival. It takes place in February. So it's cold outside. Yeah. So they want to be near the fire. There's a lot of there's a lot of fires and people warming their hands, stuff like that. So you chase women around and you get to dance with them. Exactly. It sounds dope. The reasons for the masks, historically, is that it creates a degree of anonymity so you can do whatever you want. So in older times when people were more scared of the Catholic Church... They don a mask, they chase the women around, pour, pour some flour on them, everything's okay. They don't know who you are, right? Flour? Yeah, right. That's another feature of the festival. They pour flour on people. <laughs> like, <laughs> like a sack of flour. <laughs> um, right. So, um, also in olden times, 
in the village of Mohawk, it was very important to celebrate this festival because that's when most children were conceived is during this festival. Nothing sexier Absolutely. than fire and a wooden devil mask. Well, when you get chased by the wooden devil mask. Yeah, definitely. Um, the people doing the chasing in the sheepskin and the wooden mask and the horns are called busos. So the busos, if you're attending the festival, they will do several things to you, uh, all of which sound really fun. They will either capture and dance with you, hand you a mug full of beer, usually in the shape of a penis, chain you to them. They have little chains. They'll <laughs> chain you and you can follow them around. They'll pour flour on you and they'll, of course, take a picture with you for your Instagram. What happens when one dude who is one of the chasers is just a weird dude? Yeah, the bad know, actor. The bad actor that's just like going a little too far. It's like, come on. Yeah, well, that ruins ruins uh, Busiaras for everyone. So are the dudes that so are the dudes that are elected to be Busiara the chasers? Like, no, is any, it election process. Anyone can be a Buso. Anyone okay. can be a Buso. Okay. They also shoot cannons and they shake something that looks a lot like a grogger. You know, mm-hmm. like for Haman, the Jewish thing. Yeah. Yeah, they have the same thing. It makes a lot of noise. Um, so yeah, that's Busiaris. Any questions by you? I like Busiaris a lot. Okay. I like chasing and then dancing with the women. Yeah. I worry about bad actors that are, you know, in the in the mass just being just being a bad dude. Yeah, well, it's a public event, right? So like if a Buso is chasing you, you know, there's gonna be a lot of people seeing you can't do anything that bad. He's not gonna like chase you yeah, yeah. into like a private area. Where something bad could happen. Yeah. I'm just saying from... Remember when we went to the Renaissance Festival? Sure, yeah. Went to the Renny Festival and there was like a jester there that would insult you. You got to throw tomatoes at, at him. Yep. And it was a joke. There was one dude though who like didn't think it was a joke. And oh. He, and he was getting really, really angry. Yeah. Well, that's just a person being an idiot. I was like, is he going to just throw a rock? Well, he... Yeah. I don't know. It was crazy. That was crazy. Okay. But I think these busos are, are um, benevolent busos. That's what it seems like. I think that I think I think it's tight. I think it's a tight celebration. I would want to participate. Noah, hit me with your last festival. Okay, my last festival, Adam, is called Kanamura Matsuri. Oh wow! Do you know what Kanamura Matsuri literally translates to? Uh, good coffee. Okay, almost translates to Festival of the Steel Phallus. Wow! Yeah, baby. Phallus being penis. Phallus meaning penis. It's held in the spring of the Kaneyama Shrine in Kawasaki, Japan. I wonder if your Spanish or Spanish is better than your Japanese. Or my Japanese is better than my Spanish. Right. And yes, it's the world's greatest penis festival. In Kawasaki, Japan, if you go to the Kaneyama Shrine, you'll see many different statues of penises. Okay. Some short and wooden, some long and iron. Why does the shrine exist at all? Why is there a shrine in Japan that has a bunch of penises on it, Adam? Yeah, why? Okay, it's according to this Japanese legend. Listen closely. Once upon a time, there lived a demon who fell in love with a beautiful woman. Unfortunately for him, for the demon, she didn't feel the same way about him. And she fell in love with a human man. Okay? In a fit of jealous rage, the demon, demon, owner of a set of razor-sharp teeth, Entered the woman's vagina and decided to live there. Yeah, so one does when they are mad at him. He entered the vagina. He entered the woman's vagina and decided, decided to, to live, live there. there. So now the woman's got a got a demon in her vagina. Now, now he's living in the vagina. Yep. On the wedding night between the human woman and the human man that she loved, they went to do as newlyweds do. Adam, what's that? They to sanctify the marriage, consummate the marriage, consummate the marriage. That's it. When things got heavy and they got when they got down to it. The demon bit the man's penis off when he tried to enter the vagina because the demon was living in the vagina at that point. (laughs) The man ran away because he didn't have a penis anymore. 
The wo- the woman fell in love with another man. Wait, what? Wait, hold on. The demon bit the man's penis off? The demon bit the man's penis off because he was living in her vagina. Okay. The, the man then, who got his penis bitten off, he ran away. What's the story of him? Is that the sequel? No idea. The story of him is quite sad. Okay. Died from blood loss. <laughs> the, woman, the woman fell in love with another man. And she married him. And she was really happy. Then they went to consummate the marriage. And guess what happened again? He got his penis bitten off. The girl got another dude <laughs> penis bitten off by the demon. Demon bit the other penis off. Now two dudes have gotten the penis bitten off by the demon living inside the vagina. Okay. The woman was distraught. She ran to the local blacksmith and said she needed a mighty sword to get rid of the demon. To shove in her vagina? But instead of a mighty sword, Adam. Mighty, a mighty phallus. She, the blacksmith made her a very large iron dildo. <laughs> she inserted the iron dildo into her vagina. And when the demon bit it, he broke his teeth and then he ran away. Wait, he ran, he ran out of the vagina. She put, she put the iron, she put the iron dildo into her vagina. Iron in. Yeah. Demon The out. demon tried to bite it like it was a normal man penis. It cracked its tooth on, on the iron and she defeated the demon. What a lovely story. Yeah. So they made a shrine out of this. Yeah. Later on, Kanayama turned into a bustling trade city with food, markets, and of course, brothels for the weary travelers coming through. Prostitutes would commonly go to this shrine, to the penis shrine, and pray for, for for protection from STDs or other ailments. Definitely. And couples would go to get blessed with children. Yeah, it seems like it's just an allegory for a sexually transmitted disease, right? The, the demon inside your the vagina. Iron, there's a, I think there's a lot of allegory there. For unbalanced I'm, for unbalanced vagina? You can I think you can go a lot of places there. You can go S T D. You can do you, un, you can go like someone a demon in my vagina that I didn't want in there. Evil sex, right? Evil sex, rape. Like you can go a lot of dark places. Yeah. Okay. However, the shrine turned into a place of prostitutes would go to and pray to not get STDs. Okay. So it's like a pro-sex shrine almost, and now it's become a festival. Okay. That happens around the shrine, but it is actually a shrine that exists in real life. So it's a shrine. There's a shrine there with penises. The Kaniyama Shrine. <laughs> How many penises? I couldn't get that answer, but but I looked at pictures. There were a couple different kinds of penises around the shrine, <laughs> including one big iron one, which was obviously the, the killer, da- the daddy, the, penis? the, the dagger, Excalibur penis, <laughs> the Excalibur that she used to win the war. Yeah. Okay. So it was all there around the shrine. Now they have a festival, the penis festival. During the festival, people line the streets. There's penis vendors that have like chocolate bananas that are penises. Everyone's dressed like a penis. It's a big penis thing. Now it's like this very big pro-sex and LGBTQ rally, basically. I think you missed a T. I'm saying alphabet. They're adding things to the alphabet all the time. LGBTQ2, A-B-C-D-E-F-G. But you know what I mean? Yep. So, which is really cool. So it's like like this great pro-sex rally. Pro-sex, sex sex Um, freedom. And most of the income from it goes to HIV and AIDS research. That is awesome. Yeah. But it's cool because like prostitutes used to, you know, come together to pray and probably help each other there. So it's like been this like sex positive thing for a long time. Um, Is it, does it happen in the winter or summer? Happens in the spring. Oh, the spring. Okay. Yeah. During the, during the festival, besides the vendors and everyone dressed like a penis and penises everywhere, mm-hmm. there are three floats, huge floats that parade down the streets. Oh, okay. The first float is known as the Kanemara Boat Mikoshi. Mikoshi. Mikoshi <laughs> means like portable shrine. So the Kanemara Boat Mikoshi is a large wooden structure about the size of a shed in your backyard. And guess what's inside of the big shed? Dicks. 
a huge, humongous, iron black penis. <laughs> it's beautifully crafted, honestly. And interestingly enough, the penis is circumcised. Oh. It's a bit... All the penises around the shrine and the penises in in the movable shrines are circumcised, interestingly. Wait for a healthy penis. Healthy penis. Hotly debated. Hotly debated. We should do an episode on it. Hotly debated. There are about 10 people carrying this big black iron penis down the street. That's float one. Yep. Float two is known as the Kanayama Mikoshi, which is the same as the previous shrine, but it's, instead of the large black iron phallus, it has a large wooden phallus. Oh, cool. So a large wooden penis. Yeah. Iron iron phallus, then a wooden phallus, and then float number three. What's float number three? The most modern float. It's the Elizabeth Mikoshi. Is it a vagina? It, instead of being a shed-like structure, it is a flat float. Oh. And sitting on top of that flat float is Adam. A, a, you could probably a, guess a badge, a very large pink dildo, <laughs> which was donated by the Cross Dressing Club. What's it made out of? Not sure what it's made out of, but Silicone. it's it's humongous and pink. Okay, and the balls are a little bit more prominent in this one. <laughs> are there veins in in the metal? There in are the iron? in the in the in the metal penis. There are veins in the top. What a wonderful festival! It's a wonderful festival. There's penis everywhere. It's a good time had by all. Okay. So we're going to do one more music break. And afterwards, it's time for Open Kimono. A demon tried to bite my penis, but I ran away. A demon tried to bite my wiener, and I ran away. Crazy they added lyrics to the beginning of there. Did you hear that? Yeah, I did. It was About amazing. the demon penis. Open kimono. This is the open kimono where we freely talk and discuss our final thoughts on the topic, and we leave nothing to the imagination. Noah, what's your open kimono? My open kimono is that I really I wish we had more celebrations, and these seem fucking awesome, and they seem like a great, great time. And I think that would be cool to do an episode just on American celebrations. Um. Like the ones locally. And I wish I could go to celebrations. They seem fucking great. And I, and if I was a college student, where the fuck was I in the water fight festival? I mean, you got to get the clue, right? You got to go to the water gun festival. Dressing up in a sheepskin, the wooden mask and horns always makes me randy. Always. And you burn Absolutely. something, it makes you doubly randy. Absolutely. There you go. 100%. That's the takeaway. That's the takeaway I have. Shout out to Sarah and her boyfriends. And all of them, I hope they're all doing well in COVID and staying safe. Absolutely. Shout out to Mikey B., our guy. Shout out to all the, circum- the the circumcised penises at the penis festival. Yep. Way to go. Way to be healthy. Yeah, way to go. Way to be healthy. Shout out to the water gun fight, which just sounds like a great time had by all and just fun and happiness. Shout out to let's make the funnest festival ever to well, the water gun fight. I think that's the funnest festival ever. Yeah. Right? Like, how could you make one that's more fun? Good job, Korea. Also, wife caring is no joke. Those dudes are ripped and the women are ripped too. Not something to joke about. Not something to joke about. It's a real sport. Guys, you can find us on... 
You can find us on Facebook and Instagram now. And also, if you really want to help the pod, if you listen to a couple episodes and you've really liked the podcast, please rate and review us on iTunes. It helps us tremendously with the show to keep this thing running, which we love so much and we hope you enjoy as well. Thanks, guys. See you